is the Go Blue Crew. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. We're going to talk Hunter Dickinson today. He's got an NBA draft decision to make. Deadline to withdraw his name is in July. And I know we're in early June right now, but this is one of those that we are anxiously awaiting because, man, like what a great piece Hunter Dickinson would be for Michigan next season. But you can obviously understand when a player of his caliber decides to test the NBA waters. Before we talk about uh, some of these specifics of his decision, Derek, how are you feeling? What does your gut tell you that eventually happens here? I think he eventually comes back. Um, I think, you know, like many others, hearing the news was shocking, but only because of the timing. I think a lot of time had gone by. We had heard about, you know, the Eli Brooks decision to come back, the, you know, guys like Mike Smith and Shawnee Brown to, to explore. Um, you know, basketball at another level. And, you know, of course, guys who, you know, just weren't going to return eligibility wise. And so because this was so late compared to maybe the typical process, I think it was kind of provided some shock for some people. But at the end of the day, if you look at his body of work, um, you know, as a freshman, you know, a lot of times Big Ten freshman of the week, you know, got some was pretty notable in the country too. You know, he definitely made some noise, uh, especially when, when he was uh, just kind of had started, Um, you know, he's putting up some big numbers as we know, as Michigan fans, you know, he had some up and downs um, and and you never really saw, you know, probably even his, his potential reached um, overall for, for the season last year. And so that's what makes you excited about him returning is, is that's a guy that, you know, you know, he's going to take the next step, but yeah, it's, you know, at the same time, a guy who plays like he does as a freshman, um, no matter how the NBA treats its bigs right now, um, he's going to explore the, the NBA draft waters. So ultimately good decision for him to do that. He does want to, you know, retain his eligibility. Um, and so for me, as of now, I say he's back. Uh, but shoot, man, I, the NBA is so interesting with the with the style of play now. And if he can actually, you know, spread the floor or at least show his potential to be able to spread the floor, even though we didn't see a lot of that at Michigan. I mean, scouts got to be drooling over him. Yeah, the the likes of him, like the, his style of play. Um, obviously, it's going out of style in the NBA, but. Um, you know, if he can, if he can somehow just prove, I guess that like he is really worth that investment, uh, definitely worth considering. And then anything he can do beyond that kind of gravy is icing. Uh, he went on the defend the block podcast. That's from the athletic department. And one of the questions was basically, you know, why he took so long to put his name in. And he, he said he flip flopped a couple times, called it a hard decision. Of course, as you would expect, uh, he said he's thought about losing in the NCAA tournament probably multiple times a day, like every day. Uh, none of that's really surprising, but uh, you know, does shed a little bit of light on why uh, it did take him a little longer than you might expect. So we've talked a little bit about maybe some of the things of his uh, of his style of play that wouldn't translate um, naturally, maybe to the NBA. One of the things that I think you know, would really, really uh, come through for him with another year of college ball is developing something with that right hand. There were times, I mean, teams 
didn't take long to to figure out this is what we should do with Hunter Dickinson and a player as good as he is um you know it's easier said than done to kind of you know okay we're going to force him to do this but there were times throughout the season and especially later where uh you know he needed a right hand and just didn't have it and uh, you know that's one of the more obvious things i think coming back would uh you know help him with is, is just making sure he's got a reliable right hand that he can use his left shoulder and isn't uh so much one-dimensional as he was this past season but that's i mean that's kind of a cookie cutter thing i think probably the biggest issue is what we've talked about just stylistically how does his game translate to the nba right now uh is it reasonable for him to try to spread the floor and become one of those bigs or does he just hone in on what he does really well and say this is what i offer take it or leave it that's a really tough decision and um he's not a dummy uh nobody who goes through this process is they're very well informed they get good feedback that's one of the things we love about uh this process with the nba so i I imagine you know he's not flying blind but those are some really tough questions to weigh yeah you know if you look at what he said about you know his off season you know he's practicing working out multiple times a day you know getting prepared whether it's returning to michigan for what could be a you know a huge you know, even potentially, you know, historic season uh, in a lot of ways for a big man at Michigan or, you know, preparing to, to do some damage in the NBA, you know, along with, you know, that, that right hand, I think another thing is just his body, you know, to make it in the NBA, you know, he's going to have to continue to find ways to be, you know, more athletic. Um, you know, his conditioning was a little bit of a, of a question mark. I think he really improved with that as the year went on and, and you noticed it a lot less. Um, but you know, in, in his defense, you know, how physical he can be on defense. If he's going to get minutes in the NBA, you know, he one needs to stretch the floor a little better, you know, he's going to need to, to play big in the post, but you know, especially in the defensive post, I mean, he's going to be guarding, you know, some incredible talent, um, guys who are, are likely a lot more athletic than he is, at least at this stage in his game. You know, you think of a guy like an Anthony Davis down on the block. Um, and Hunter Dickinson guarding, and that's going to be, you know, a challenge. But those are the guys you run into um, that can play down there and also obviously play outside. And so there's lots of solid players in the NBA. I think his talent um, is definitely there, you know, whether it's this year, this draft, or, or next year's, you know, he's definitely going to be drafted. And, you know, historically, even just with friends, you know, we've always kind of looked through old NBA drafts and, and seen how many guys you've never even heard of. Um, that, you know, just didn't pan out to anything. And so when you look at a guy like a Hunter Dickinson and any, you know, development um, staff, you know, any scout is going to believe that what they can do in the NBA with a guy's body and a guy's talent is beyond anything at the college level. So he's really a, a low risk, you know, kind of kind of bet to, to take. You know, he's a guy who is going to develop eventually. He's just got to make the decision for himself of if he wants to do that under a, you know, an expert like a Juwan Howard, which, you know, a lot of guys don't have that. Um, you know, a lot of guys, this would probably be a no brainer, which is why you see so many one and dones. You know, this is a unique situation where staying, you know, not only can improve a lot of things and give him, you know, another full college season to really prove himself. You know, it's not like he's, you know, under just like a, like a John Beeline, you know, John Beeline's great with player development, but John Beeline didn't play in the NBA as a big man, you know, Juwan Howard did. So he, he honestly, you know, cannot make a wrong decision here. I think both um, outcomes would be very big for his career. 
Um, you know, as a Michigan fan, I hope that we get one more season of Hunter Dickinson, but you know, as a fan of just good basketball, I, I would also love to see him succeed at the next level, even if that means next year. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, the question I asked earlier, what your gut says, and I'm sorry if you can hear, I believe a helicopter is flying uh, 20 feet above my house right now is what it sounds like. But anyway, uh, my gut says that Hunter Dickinson is back for another season. But I'm curious, and we can wrap up on this. Think about where you are right now, thinking about Hunter Dickinson going to the NBA and compare it to um, before last season started and what you thought of him as a potential one and done. How does it match up? Or do you feel, it's kind of a difficult question. Maybe I'm not wording it the best way, but you know, we obviously had some expectations before the season. Uh, thinking, well, yeah, it's a potential one and done guy. Or, uh, you know, did that like follow through? Do you feel more or less like you, you know, thought accurately about it back then? You know, honestly, I always felt like he'd be a guy where we'd see a second season from him unless he really exploded. You know, at the end of the regular season, I kind of, and maybe we even talked about this on the show. If not, we definitely talked about it offline. You know, just the idea of if he really just, you know, went off in the tournament. I, I thought he was for sure going to be a one and done guy, but you know, he kind of had his ups and downs in the tournament as any, you know, big man would have, especially with foul trouble. Um, and as any, you know, freshman would have. So I would say that what he showed was, you know, that he has a lot of potential and he's probably going to be an NBA player someday, but he didn't have the season, you know, that I was thinking he'd have, in, in order to be a one and done. And again, it's all about potential and how these guys in the NBA feel like they can develop, you know, young talent, but you know, it wasn't the season where it was like an obvious, like, Oh, he's gone. Um, it was kind of like, you know, you could see him coming back. You could see him benefiting from coming back. And that's just being honest. That's not being the fan. That's like, Oh, like don't leave. Like, cause you've seen a lot of that with Jordan pools and Iggy Brasdakis, you know, Trey Burke, even plenty of players, um, you know, this is a guy, it, it will work out probably either way. Um, but, you know, again, both decisions are probably going to be good ones. It just depends which one he takes. But yeah, in terms of lining it up, you know, I always kind of saw him maybe coming back and, and really blowing up sophomore year. And I think overall, I'm, I'm probably still in that same sp- headspace of, yeah, you know, I think he could benefit from another year. And, and ultimately, I think that's what we'll see. Yeah, I think you're right. This does feel like a situation where, you kind of can't choose wrong. I know we can't see into the future, but, um, and we also, you know, can't read his mind, but my guess is uh, he's probably feeling like he's got a safe bet either way. So we'll pay attention to that over the coming weeks. Uh, again, the deadline to make that decision isn't until July. So, um, you know, n- nothing to really stress out about right now, but something we'll be paying attention to. So we will catch you next time here on the Go Blue crew. Take care out there. Be safe. Go blue. Go blue.